This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome, the second part of a two-part Warp Tour announcement special. If you missed the first part, no big deal at all. You can listen to this one and then go back and check it out. It's a great episode, though. We talked to Kellen Quinn from Sleeping With Sirens. We talked to Aaron Barrett of Real Big Fish. And we talked to Daniel from a great new band called Capsize. And today on this episode, three more singers. We talked to Jordan from Newfound Glory, Derek from Mayday Parade, and Andy from Crown the Empire. Again, I think this episode and the last episode, they're very diverse, not just in you know terms of music, also in terms of the age of the bands and the people that are you know going to be on Warped Tour this summer. And that's one thing about Warped Tour people don't realize is just the true diversity there is. There are so many different kinds of bands, so many people from all different walks of life, and that's really what makes it special. Anyways, before we jump in, if you guys want to get in touch, it's real simple. We're on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. And also, I didn't give you guys this phone number last episode, but we do have the hate line set up, which is 657-666-HATE. So if you totally hate my guts and you want to leave a message for me on the phone, give it a call. I love that shit. Give it to me. Give me the hate. All right, first off... We've got Jordan from Newfound Glory. Uh, they have done Warp Tour so many times, too many to count, in fact. And they truly are legends, you know, in the pop punk world. So they're going to be performing on the whole tour. And it's cool to talk to Jordan because I actually have a couple stories I tell him about when I was a kid. And Newfound Glory was the first bus I ever went on. So here it is, my conversation with Jordan from Newfound Glory. So, uh, Warp Tour again. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, I, we know how it is. Um, I, uh, I always think it's funny. I talked to a few other guys, um, about, <laughs> she's, uh, is she hungry or not hungry? After you eat some real food. I already ate some stuff. No. <laughs> oh, it's, it's two two boys, but they have like the highest screams ever. Oh wow! I'm sorry. And it's like it's like payback from when I was a kid because I had like a really high voice, and my mom <laughs> my mom always used to tell me that like I all it was like all you could hear me in like home videos and stuff just whining in the background with this high pitched voice. So it's payback. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's funny. Well, you never know, too. Like, uh, you know, when when a vo- when a kid's voice drops, it's like unpredictable. You like never really know what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, I, I had this one friend we used to make fun of his voice, and now he has like the lowest, boomiest voice like ever. <laughs> and I, I, I wonder if it's almost because we made fun of him, you know, that he was. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> that's funny. Anyways, dude, hey man, let's jump back to Warp Tour. Um, h- how many times have you done it now? Oh man, we've been doing it. Well, when we first, so the first one we ever did was in '99, I think, and we did the local stage in South right. Florida. Right. Um, it was like. A year with Eminem and like yeah, I remember um, that one. Yeah, 
Um, and we did the local stage. And then we had one of the biggest draws that day because, you know, obviously we were a Florida band and we were local. We were like getting momentum locally and all that stuff. So we had a really big draw. And the, and the local stage was in, inside the amphitheater. Right. Um, and, you know, the main stages were in the fields. But but it was, it was we were just flying all day, man, right before cool. our tour till like before he played and it was awesome and then like the local paper wrote about it that we drew like had this big draw and then then in 2000 or 2001 we got asked to do like a proper um a proper like tour on the warp tour and we we were on like one of like the little truck stages yeah it's funny it's funny thinking back because like you know nowadays it seems like you know I, I don't know if there's more slots on the main stage or if it's just like the way the climate's changed or whatever but like I remember seeing you know a band like Sum 41 who was they literally had a platinum record out yeah and they were on the side stage you know yeah and it seemed yeah. like with you guys it was kind of the same thing like you guys were blowing up um you know like on MTV and everything I think at that point yeah already and um and it was like you know <laughs> it's just funny to me that like it's not like that anymore you know yeah I I think that was Kevin's way though to kind of just like say, hey, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter how big you are or or, right. or how small you are. Like, you got to pay your you dues. Know. Yeah, you got to pay your dues, and that's that's exactly that's exactly what we did. And and then from there, like we pretty much did it like every other year for a few years. Um, and then the last one we did recently was I think three years ago or four years ago. Yeah, I think I, it was 2012. I think I uh, I think I saw so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, man. Like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but like, you know how brutal warp Tour can be, you know, just like on yeah. your body and walking around in the heat. And it's like, yeah, it's so relentless. And, and what always happens with with Silverstein is we uh, we do it. And at the end of the summer, we can't wait to go home. And we're like, we're never doing it again. <laughs> and then like a couple months pass by and it's like, I kind of miss it. Yeah. You know, I kind of miss hanging out with my friends and like barbecuing and stuff, you know, and it's 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 really funny. So I guess for you guys now. I wonder like what your take is on it, like being four years removed, if like you're really excited or if you're kinda like, oh no, like the hot sun and everything is gonna be It's it's kind of mixed feelings for me, honestly, just because like I know how great it is and like once I'm there, like it's gonna be awesome because we know so many there's so many dudes that we're friends with, you know? Yeah. On the tour this year. And it's a really good year and and but at the same time it's like, man, I gotta it's gonna be hard on my you know, it's hard on my wife and kids and stuff like gone for two months straight right um and that's no that's normally on a tour, on a regular tour too but the difference is is that you know on a normal tour we're playing like regular venues and there's it's a little more cushy <laughs> and, like, and like my kids can come out and visit and stuff like that where on warp tour like we we the last time we did it they came out a couple of times here and there but it's a lot harder yeah it, so, is, it is definitely harder <laughs> so but 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 it's all about and i know so many bands say it and it's because it's true it's like it's all about the hangs, you know, yeah, everybody man. hanging out afterwards. Cause you play for 30 minutes. That's like eight songs. I know. If that, <laughs> well, that's the other question I had for you is like, how are you, how are you going to pick a set list? What are you guys going to do? Um, it's hard to tell right now. I don't, cause we usually kind of, we'll probably do a couple days of rehearsal just, just to make sure we got like, cause we're home right now for a couple months. Yep. Um, and then we go over to the UK, but, but before work tour, I'll probably do a little couple of days of rehearsal and then work out the songs and, and figure it out. Cause like we, on a normal set, like we bust through like 25 songs and that's yeah. in an hour and 15, like we just go song to song. So I'm hoping that we can all agree to like 
stick to like eight songs or something, keep it easy, just because. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know bands that like play a half hour set and they do six, six, five or six songs, you know, and like talk in between. Oh yeah, no, we like... try to we try to bust through eight or nine when we we you know we got a couple like you know it's it's always awkward too because when you have like that whatever 30 minutes and then you're like well yeah. like, we've got like two minutes left yeah so we don't want to waste two minutes so we'll like just play like like we will play like a propagandi cover or like a kid dynamite oh, cover yeah. or something <laughs> just to fill in a, like yeah. that minute and a half you guys did a bunch of those songs too put out a record yeah yeah it was something we would do like we and that's the other thing we like to do is just play different songs every day because we get really bored and I mean, with you guys yeah. too, like you guys are probably capable of that because, you know, you're, you're you guys are kind of old school with how I mean, like the last time we played with you guys, I think it was like in Hawaii a few years back, and yeah, you, know, you guys don't play to a click track, you guys don't have in ears or anything, like you keep it really, you know, it's funny to call that old school now, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, you guys are kind of like really, it's just like you guys just play, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we try to keep. Well, first of all, we're cheap. That's that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to pay anybody extra crap just to have extra crap and bring extra crap. You know, like I think for us, we just kind of want to play and just and that and not have to worry about because I, you know, it's it's hard like doing in years and plummeted tracks and stuff. Like it's a lot of extra crap you have to worry about. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, like you've been doing it the yeah. same way for so long, like. You know, that's it's how you're comfortable, too. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah. I, I think for me, though, now that I'm older, like, I kind of want to hear myself now more than, <laughs> than I did before. <laughs> so, I, I actually have thought about going back on ears, but but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's it's an interesting thing you say. Like, you know, you guys growing up, you know, in, like a hard, in the hardcore scene. Um, it's actually funny. I'll tell you a quick story. When I first heard of your <laughs> band, uh, I thought you were a hardcore band. Cause you were on, well, I'd heard like your name around a little bit with some of my like kind of hardcore buddies. And I was like, okay, yeah. Eulogy records, you know, ex members of shy Hood. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up seeing your, your record. It must've been your first record in like a used CD shop. So I, I picked it up and I was quite surprised that it was not, were you, you know, like, were you like, were you bummed or were you pleasantly surprised? Well, I was shocked. I was definitely shocked because I think that like it's like hit or miss is the first song, you know, and it's right. I think on the first record, right? So yeah. it's like it's a great song, and and I like loved. I'm not just like I wasn't just like a hardcore dude like some of my friends. Like I like you know I loved like Fat Records punk rock, and I loved like you know like Lifetime's one of my favorite bands. So I like totally yeah. got it, but it took me. Yeah, like a, a couple songs, and I was like, oh, okay, they're not going to start like screaming really or anything, which is fine. <laughs> but I, I just remember that that kind of freaked me out. But um, anyways, I'm, I'm going off track. But uh, I mean, growing up in that kind of hardcore scene when you're playing like a VFW hall and there's no monitors and you like can't hear yourself. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's just something like you get used that's... to and then you're almost more comfortable and not hearing your voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, you kind of rely on just like how it feels in your body as opposed to hearing yourself, right, and then you right. just blow out your voice. You blow out your voice, and then, and then you know, then when you actually have to play a real show, and you know, then and you're singing really crappy, and everyone's judging you. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's a great feeling. You, dude, I mean, you must have had. I mean, you must have had some vocal issues over the years. I mean, like, oh, uh, yeah. or, or does it generally hold up pretty well? Uh, it usually holds up pretty well. I haven't had any knock on wood, like crazy surgeries or having to do anything like that i mean there's definitely been tours where i've had to get like cortisone shots and things oh, like really? that where 
yeah, just call the, I had to have to call the rock doctor and they'd have to come up and give me a shot in my butt. So, Dude. So that's a real thing. You know. Cause that, that's like, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I've, I like, haven't really heard of that. Like, like, like I didn't, I've never been on a tour where that's happened. And I, yeah. I've heard people say that, oh yeah, what do you do? Like a shot in the ass. And I like feel like that's some old school, like, you know, like Aussie shit or something, you know? <laughs> totally um, is. Yes. So it's, can you, can you tell me how that works and what exactly happens and yeah. how it like makes you feel? Cause I, I really don't know much about that. So this, I, I can remember one tour in particular, it was pretty recent. We were on tour and, uh, it was the tour that I had broken my let me and I decided to stay on the tour and, and finish it out because I you know that, that stuff sucks and I was like it's only my foot I can make it through it you know right um yeah so uh we were on the east coast and it was cold and rainy and crappy and I got sick like, yeah like I do every freaking tour <laughs> and um yeah I, I I being sick plus the boot you know the broken foot I was just miserable yeah and we had a big show in Jersey and so I was like, what can I do? And then someone at the, in the office at the venue, like mentioned, Hey, we got a, a guy that comes out here and he, you know, does checkups and whatever. I was like, yeah, let's get him out. And then game, he recommended I do this, this shot. So, so he came, he comes and he, you know, the, the nurse brings me in the back of the, the bus and she just puts it like right in my butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and within a half hour, I, I was feeling awesome. Like I didn't feel that tight, like crappy, like, sandpaper feeling in my in my throat right, you know right and it and it was like it just felt open i think it, i don't actually know exactly what it does but all i know is i i sang pretty good that night and it, and it totally totally helped me so yeah that's crazy i just wonder if that like if that's bad for you you know like over the long run you know if, yeah if it's... i definitely wouldn't do it i don't know if, if you can even do it that often or if yeah it's, only, like, it's just a once in a while thing but yeah I try all I try all the voodoo, man. All the voodoo, yeah. You're a voodoo guy. You do all the like, cause yeah, I see guys like. Uh, it's funny. I mentioned Ozzy, and maybe I was in the like in the back of my mind or something thinking about this, but I saw Black Sabbath. Oh yeah. Like you know they're doing that farewell tour. Yeah. And behind Ozzy on the drum riser was like every vocal remedy I've like ever heard of. You know, <laughs> like like he's got those like those little throat spray bottles and there's a yep. cup of tea and water and like Gatorade and I think there might have been some like <laughs> booze, you know, whiskey yeah. or whatever. Yeah, literally like everything right behind him on the drum riser, which I thought was funny at like a <laughs> big major production show, you know. That's awesome. So y- you do that stuff too? You try all the all the different remedies? Yeah. Yeah, um I the the the, the entertainer secret spray is like really great that that kind of gets you through a show yep i i think and i don't know if it's just mental I, you know 99 percent of it is probably mental i would say so but, but but um yeah i've tried it all man like throw coat tea throw coat's usually my after show thing yep um i'm trying to think what else i've tried oh um Haley from paramore taught me uh gummy bear tea and I just heard about that the other day. I never heard about gummy bears being a thing, but yeah, yeah I've heard like, that too. I guess because the gelatin in it, and I guess it's not recommended for vegans, but but <laughs> like it's the, you, you just put a you throw a handful of gummy bears into a teacup and pour really hot water over it and let it melt. Crazy, and it's like this delicious liquid, hot liquid treat. Yeah, but it also like coats your throat. <laughs> That's super <laughs> that crazy. A couple times. It's yeah. funny. I just have another another memory of mine actually. Like. I, I guess it was the first time I saw your band play um, 
and I don't know if you remember this. You probably don't remember this. It's another funny story, but I, I saw <laughs> I, we were kind of hanging out because a friend of mine, a girl, a friend of mine was like hanging out with one of you guys or something. So I was kind of like tagging along with her. Yeah. The show was in uh, Rochester, New York. Okay. And uh, I think you, I think it was like H2O was opening for you guys or something. Yeah. And, oh, I remember Cyrus wasn't there because he hurt himself. Oh, he broke his arm. Yeah. So you had the guy from RX Bandit. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I was at the show and and like I hung out on your bus and stuff. It was like the first bus I'd ever been on was your guys' bus, and uh, <laughs> I think I left a Silverstein demo uh, there too. Actually, That's awesome. with one of you guys, uh, maybe it got probably got signed to Roadside Records, but. Um, <laughs> But anyways, uh, sorry, I, I digress again, but uh, I remember I seeing you on the bus, like, warming down. Yeah. And it was super weird, because I never, like, I don't know how old I was, I was probably only, like, 18 or 19, but I never seen anyone do that before. Yeah. And that's still something you don't really see people do. Is that something that you still do? Um, it depends. <laughs> it depends on how, like, lazy <laughs> I want to be, because I was doing that for a long time, because I'd always, I was always taught, you know, like, an athlete, they always, like, the most... The important time to stretch is after they, you know, perform or play or whatever. Right. Sure. Sure. So I was what I had learned. Um, I was seeing this this vocal coach a couple. I had seen this vocal coach a couple of times, and he said, "If any, if if you do anything, that's what you should like. If you forget to warm up before the show, or whatever. Like, as long as you warm down, that's like the most important thing. And it's because of like, you know, the the muscles in your throat and and all that stuff. But but I don't know if it's again more like mental or what like you know it's honestly helped me is just having a few drinks before i play and just going out there and just doing it (laughs) (laughs) and not thinking about it too hard because when i think about it and i do all this stuff then i like worry about it more yeah well i mean again it's like that you said 99 percent mental you know if like you have a couple drinks and you're feeling a little more loosened up you know maybe physically it kind of loosens you up too yeah not all like you know there's not that tension in your in your body you know right Hey man, whatever works. Yeah, man. I always like to ask people. Well, yeah, you got a lot of. Uh, it's funny. Like sometimes I talk to singers and we don't even really talk about singing. And then sometimes it's just like so much stuff. So that's good. I gotta. I, I gotta like remember that, like <laughs> the rock doc thing, man. Like yeah. Uh, if I'm ever in trouble, maybe I gotta call the rock doc. I don't know, dude. Especially like for singing. Like I mean, when, when you guys are touring, like you know, I know you guys come to the U.S. and go all over the place, but Canada and it gets so freaking cold there. Yeah, we just did it. Yeah. We just did it across Canada, man. Oh, it's, God, it's the worst. <laughs> no, like, I'm I'm sure you know, like, being in, like, Edmonton in January, and it's, yeah. like, minus 50, you know? Uh, uh, like, I don't you spit think out, You spit outside, and it, like, bounces, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, live in, I live in San Diego, so it's, like, the same weather every day. So Yeah, living the dream, man. <laughs> sometimes it's kind of nice to, like, experience other things, but, like, now when I have to sing five nights in a row. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, hey, you got Warp Tour, which I mean, you're at the mercy of their schedule. Yeah, you, know, you can't call. You can't call your booking agent and be like, uh, "Can Warp Tour adjust the schedule for me, please?" Because <laughs> I don't want to do six or seven in a row or whatever. But even even like the date, like because I know there's usually a couple of times where we play like early. Yeah, you know, like the twelve o'clock slot, and when you're up till two a.m. and then you wake up at you know eleven or whatever. And then having to sing an hour later, it's the worst. Forget it. Forget it, man. No. I. That's the thing, man, on Warp Tour, because they never give you a heads up, too. You never yeah. know what time. Yeah. And um, I have to get up early. Like, I, I'm, like, in bed by midnight at the latest, and I'm up at, like, 8 for sure on Warp Tour just because I know, like, 
the one time that I'm staying up late or whatever, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. I, uh, I, I'm kind of like on the, on the dad program lately. Right. I can tell. <laughs> hey man, I won't, I won't take up too much more of your time. Uh, geez, we really covered a lot of shit, but, um, yeah, man, dude, I, uh, are you excited for warped? Yeah. Uh, what are you looking forward to most? Um, on like seriously, just, just, the short sets and just the hangs, man, because there's so many, there's so many awesome people that are going to be any, on it. Um, you got any plans for setting up some like cool hang areas, like a nice hang tent, some nice yeah. chairs? Yeah, like because less than less than Jake's on it, and um, story so far, um, yep. things like that. So, you know, we have a bunch of we got a bunch of friends and. Like, I think we want to try and, like, make, like, a bus square, you know, which we've done yeah, before. Yeah. The last time we did it, it was, like, us and, uh, last time we made this, like, the old the old guys called it the circle of hate, but we, we invited everybody over. But um, <laughs> it was, like, it was, like, us and, and um, Bad Legend and uh, Flying Amalian, because our, our tour manager, Carlos, at the time, he was friends with everybody, and he's, like, let's just do this, and we'll have a big part, raging parties in, in the middle of our buses every night. And sure enough, he had like his bar because he's like a big like into into food and cooking and stuff. So he'd always have his smokers and barbecues going and just coolers stocked full of things. And every every week there'd be a different drink of the week. It's awesome. <laughs> so I'm hope, I'm, so it'd be fun to do that. You know, again with, but with like you know less than Jake and story dudes and whoever else. Absolutely, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's great, man. There's and there's some good young bands too. I'm sure, uh, you know, like State Champs is a great like new, you know, pop punk band. Yeah, that, you know, probably take they, a huge amount of influence from you guys. So yeah, they they um they toured with us and um we did the Pop Punk's Not Dead tour in the UK. Yeah, and uh, they were on that run, which uh, and they were cool dudes. It's great, man. Well, it should yeah. be a lot of fun this summer. And uh, thanks for taking the time with me uh, to to chat. And maybe we should do um, a full episode sometime and. Uh, you know, talk yeah. about the old days and everything and go real deep. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, I'm man. Down. Well, thanks, Jordan. Yeah, dude. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. All right, man. You too. Yep, see you. If you're in tech, you've been there before. Feeling the pain of hiring a freelancer or new employee for designer development only to find out months later that it's not a fit. And those types of mistakes aren't cheap. Instead, Mutual Mobile, a digital technology consultancy, uses the process it's developed over the past 10 years, delivering over 600 client projects to ensure your fast and beautiful mobile or web app is finished on time and within budget. Mutual Mobile has built apps for numerous companies that have been acquired, such as Eero, acquired by Amazon, FlexDrive, acquired by Lyft, and Map My Fitness, acquired by Under Armour. You get a dedicated team to help you with your tech project from start to finish, from ideation to product shipment to maintenance and everywhere in between. Mutual Mobile designs and builds beautiful mobile and web apps that increase the value of your business. If you have design or development needs, schedule a free 30-minute consultation at mutualmobile.link slash LSS to get started. That's M-U-T-U-A-L-M-O-B-I-L-E dot L-I-N-K slash L-S-S to get started with your free consultation today. I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, 
And literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit and then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with Raycons. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash LSS. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash LSS for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash LSS. So there's my conversation with Jordan and his two boys uh, also on the line, which was, uh, which was really cool. Uh, fully in dad mode. I love that. Up next, we got Derek of Mayday Parade. But first, I'm going to play you one of my favorite Newfound Glory songs from their self-titled record. Here is Eyesore on Lead Singer Syndrome. Forget me not, those were in When 
Hey, it's Shane. I'm back. Up next, here's my talk with Derek Sanders of Mayday Parade. How's it going? Good. Dude, you sound clear as a bell. Nice. Nice, man. So how's it going? You're on the road right now. Oh, it's going great. It's, uh, yeah, the second night of a tour tonight, so very cool to be getting things going, and uh, we're, we're with uh, the main. I love those dudes, so it's, Perfect. it's good. We're having a good time. Perfect. So you're doing, you're doing two nights. What did you say you were in Memphis? Is that right? Memphis, Tennessee. That's right. Wow. Two nights in Memphis. That's not a city known for, you know, rock and roll. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, last night um, the the tour started in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, okay, um, okay. I thought you maybe were doing it, like a back to back night thing. I see. So you're on, you're on night two of uh, of, a, of a tour right now. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool, man. That's great. That's great. So, um, basically, we're here to talk about the Warp Tour, uh, which you cool. guys are have just been announced. Uh, you know, to to be playing the entire thing. And um, is this your is this your sixth time playing now? Gosh, you know, I, is that I right? Have to kind of, uh, I think so. Let's see. I mean, we <laughs> I'd have to. We did it two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand ten, two thousand twelve, two thousand fourteen, and now two thousand sixteen. So yeah, this will be our sixth sixth time doing it. Which wow, is pretty nuts. That's yeah. totally nuts. Yeah, I think Silverstein. We've done it. We did it. We did it last year, and we did it. It was our sixth uh, full one. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's wild, man. And and what always strikes me about it is really how little it's changed. You know, in the mm-hmm. way of in terms of like, you know, how it's the same people that run it. You know, it's kind of like the same venues. It seems you know like nothing's really changed. Catering's always in the the same spot. It's like funny, you know, that you, that that nothing's changed. Um, have you found there to be much changes with Warp Tour, or or do you kind of agree with me? No, I, I absolutely agree with you, and that and that's one of the things that I think is so cool about it is that in that way it kind of becomes you know better in a sense like each time you do it because you're just you know you're so familiar with it. You know, warp tour for us like the first time doing it, it's a little intimidating and it's a little like you don't really know what to expect and you don't know what to do and you kind of feel you know it's just like an overwhelming kind of thing. But then like each time you do it, you get more and more comfortable with it and it just becomes more fun, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's mm-hmm. funny. Like people like Kevin and Lisa, you know, Kevin who everyone knows runs the thing and Lisa, who's kind of like, you know, th- uh, Kevin's number two, I guess, like they are the scariest people the first time you do warp tour. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then after you've done it like six times, like us, it's like, you know, you know that you can count on them and, and they're such great people. So it is kind of a, a funny thing. How you, how you say, yeah, like you're just scared the first time you do warp tour that you're going to like piss off somebody and you know do the wrong thing and get kicked off the tour and your career's over <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it's weird. it's like a it's like a pressure you know and right. but, but then you realize that like you know you, there's no need to worry that much you know and uh um but yeah it's 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 really it's one of a kind there's there's nothing else like it that's for sure absolutely and i was reading that actually before you guys were you know officially sanctioned uh on one of the stages you guys actually followed uh the warp mm-hmm. tour what year was that uh that was in 2006 um 
Yeah, when we had we had just we had been a band for only about like six or seven months at that point, but um, we you know recorded an EP and pre- got it released and pre- uh, pressed ourselves and um, just yeah followed the whole tour and sold CDs at every date. It was it was nuts. It was wild. That's totally nuts and totally wild. How, who came up with the idea to do that? Was that you? That was like we have to be a part of this thing to get our name out there. Well, it was it was kind of a long evolving story, but the, the the short version is there was a band before Mayday Parade that me and some of the the guys were in, and we did some very small touring and stuff, and we kind of just realized that we we would go and try and like sell CDs to people at malls and stuff or whatever. Right, and then right. We we somehow found ourselves at a Taste of Chaos show back when they used to do Taste of Chaos. Of course, um, yeah. And we were like, well, let's try, you know, walking around with a CD player and headphones and like selling to people here. And we sold like a hundred CDs in one day. And then we kind of, it just kind of clicked. We were like, man, you know, we've been out here on the road for like a month and we have, and it took us like a month to sell a hundred CDs that way. Or we could sell a hundred CDs in one day if we did something like this. And then we were like, what if we followed something like Warp Tour and like just sold CDs? And so the idea just kind of like evolved um, from, from the early touring and whatnot and uh um so yeah and it, it was it was great you know we sold uh i think like eleven thousand copies of our wow. EP, and um and then you know that was we, we got signed to fearless shortly after that and it just kind of I think kind of helped you know kick things off and get sort of a buzz going uh at, in, the, in the beginning there absolutely so when you guys did that because i mean i've seen you know the parking lot bands and did you guys actually like try to set up and play music or was it just kind of walking around and and like you know the great hustle yeah it was just walking around with we we all had like cd players and headphones and you'd in a backpack full of cds and you'd just walk the line and there were a handful of times where we'd like pull out an acoustic guitar and sit and play some songs but um for the most part it the focus was just yeah being out there all day and uh just selling as many cds as possible that's so cool and and when you guys did that back then did you ever think you'd be you know, it would be 2016 and you'd be playing the main stage? Oh, certainly not. I mean, that was, you know, certainly like a, the dream. Um, but, you know, I, I had no idea that it would come as, as far as it has. So that's, you know, part of why we, you know, feel so lucky. 2014 was our first time playing the main stage. And right. to have come from, you know, being a band in the parking lot, trying to sell CDs and following the tour and not even being a part of it to then like, you know, doing a tour on the smaller stages and kind of working our way up. Uh, it's uh, just, yeah, extremely rewarding to, to be able to do it on the main stage now. And when you guys were uh, uh, following the tour back in, was it, did you say 05 or 06? I forget. Uh, 2006. Uh, 2006, yeah. yeah. When you guys were doing that, did you actually meet Kevin Lyman? or, or like Because I've heard sometimes he gives bands like, you know, hey, you guys can come in and you got, you know, watch the bands and stuff. Was he cool like that or did you not have any uh, any interaction with him? We we did, and he actually was really really cool. Um, and in fact, uh, we at one point we kind of upset some of the higher up people on the tour, and they like pulled Kevin like over and was like, "We need to kick these guys out of here. They're out here selling CDs or whatever." And he was like, "No, no, it's all good. Like they can they can stay and do their thing, you know." And he like totally like you know vouched for us and let us you know keep keep doing it. Um, even though, like, it was kind of recommended that we go home, you know, and yeah. uh, so I, I always thought that was like super cool of them, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool how how you know it doesn't matter big or small, you know, in this world, it seems like people always 
come back around. You know, you can't be burning any bridges. That's what, that's always when people ask me, oh, what advice would you give? You know, which is a common, very cliche interview question, um, mm-hmm. especially for, you know, bands like your band and my band has been around, you know, over 10 years now. Um, mm-hmm. is, oh, what advice would you give? And I always say, like, don't burn any bridges. And that's one thing Kevin Lyman really has done, done well is, you know, he's really has treated everybody with respect, you know, um, sometimes to a fault, you know, with, uh, with giving people second chances, third chances, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it, but that's pretty cool. He was, he was cool with you guys. And now you guys are back for, for your sixth stint. That is awesome. Yeah. It's wild. That is awesome. And um, I heard that you have a big birthday coming up on the tour. That's Number, right. The yeah. big 3-0. That's, that's indeed true. Do you know, yep. uh, have you looked at the schedule where you're going to be, uh, be for, that, for that day? Well, I actually, I, 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 have, I don't know for sure where we're going to be. I think I did see that there is a show that day, but I forget where it is. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to, have to do some celebrating on Warped Tour. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, it'll be like, they should have, like, the Derek Sanders barbecue 30th birthday party. <laughs> Dude, I'll fly, yeah, be, out, I'll fly out for it. And, yeah, man, we'll do it up proper. You only turn 30 once. That's the truth. You might, yeah. turn, you might turn 29 a few more times over your life. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> dude, nice man. I want to, well, I mean, I, uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. You know, this is kind of like a, you know, I'd love to do a more in depth podcast with you at some point. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like I usually sit down with people for like an hour and we just get into everything. Um, this is kind of a shorter version. However, I do want to talk, um, a little bit about your vocal style, a little bit about how you, uh, approach singing. Um, and, the question I want to ask you most is on Warp Tour, how difficult is it, uh, you know, with the changing schedule and not knowing what time you're going to play and all that? How does that affect your voice? And uh, is that something that you, you kind of get stressed out about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as as you know, there's there's nothing worse than waking up to like, hey, man, you guys play in an hour, you know, or yeah. or whatever. And, and, um, and especially consider, you know, the night before, could have been you know a late night of drinking and partying and, could have been your 30th um, birthday yeah yeah exactly yeah I, I feel like I can't go too hard on my 30th birthday because I feel like they're gonna make us play first the next day just oh because they that, wouldn't like, would know. they no they would <laughs> I don't yeah we'll see how it goes but um and uh, it used to stress me out more like in the earlier days of it um um but you know I, I feel like you know, on those days, I, I certainly, you know, I'll get up right away and I'll make some tea and honey and, and start kind of trying to warm up my voice immediately. Um, and usually it's it's fine. Like, it's, there's certainly days where it's a little bit of a struggle and you're like, oh, God, I wish I was singing at 11 a.m. But, um, but you know, it, it's it's always, like, doable uh, and, and manageable, I guess, at this point anyway, you know. Um, but I think a lot of that's just, you know, uh, like, having sung for as long as I have and, and, and built like, like when I talk to anybody about vocal stuff, I always tell them it's a, it's a, it's a building thing, just like, you know, a muscle and, you know, like a workout. And, and if you, if you sing every day, it's, it's, you're, you're gonna develop this, you know, control over your voice and whatnot. And then you, and you'll, you know, just be able to do things that you weren't able to. Whenever we first started the band, I don't think I was a very I don't think I'm really a, even a you know great singer now, but I think I've come a long way from where we started. Sure. And I think most of that's just from doing it every, just singing every day, you know, right. and um, and just kind of learning your voice and what works for you, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you got when your band started, I mean, you weren't even really the lead singer at that point, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And that was you know with Jason, obviously, and and him, 
you know, starting the band and you guys, well, you guys, you're both together in the band, but you know what I mean? And then him leaving yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, well, Derek is the singer now. And that, I mean, that must have been a challenge too for you, was it? Or, or Oh, oh you, gosh, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah. like your band, I mean, I remember because I'm old enough, you know, to remember you guys coming up and then you guys blowing up and then all of a sudden Jason is gone, you know, and somehow you guys managed to not only maintain but actually grow um and here we are 10 years later and it's like almost ridiculous talking about it now you know yeah but but i i just you know you say oh i'm i don't think i'm a great singer and i just like i can't help but shake my head and be like of course you're a great singer you know and i just wonder if this stems from this like you know not initially being the lead singer or if you really feel that way well, I mean, you know, I just, I, I feel like, like I said, like, I think I've come a long way. Um, but I think that I, you know, some people like to, to begin with at, at 19, whenever we started the band would have been much, you know, like better singers at, at that point, I suppose, or, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I do feel like I've, I've, I've come a long way and, and I, you know, think I, I feel good about, you know, what we do every night and my, you know, performance on stage. And I think that anybody could, could do it if they just, you know, sang every day for, for 10 years, like I have, you know what I mean? I do, I do use that sometimes with kids, like a kid come up and be like, oh man, like, you know, you're so amazing. And like, I want to do what you do. And I just say, man, like, if I can do it, anybody can, you know, you just, you got to put in the work. I'm not special. I'm not overly talented either, you know, uh, is how I feel about it. And, that's right, man. You put in the time, you put in the work, and, and it pays off. So that's a good thing. Um, I'll, I won't keep you much longer. I just want to ask you now, I mean, how many records have you guys put out? I know I know the new album just came out, like, in October. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a bunch of stuff. How difficult is it going to, to be to figure out what songs you're going to play in a 35-minute set? Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I, I don't even – it's going to be crazy. Um and I, I don't know. I've, I've been thinking about it a little bit, and um, we'll just have to do the best we can, you know, a, a song or two from each album or, or something along those right. lines. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's we yeah, This the newest one is our is our fifth uh, full length. Nice. Um, so yeah, it, it gets it gets tough. I mean, even the the tour we're on now is a, is a co-headliner, so we we have an hour set, and the main has an hour set, and even an hour seems like tough to like. It seems it, if the set flies by one and two, it like just yeah, it's kind of tough to squeeze in all the songs that you want to play. You know exactly. Yeah, you're gonna always gonna disappoint some people because you can't play all the songs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, right. Yeah. No, and the new record, um, it's got a bit of a dare I say I don't want to use the term mature because that's a little like uh, cliche or whatever, but maybe darker uh, vibe. Are you how's the, how are the new songs going live? And are you going to be playing a lot of them uh, on the Warp Tour this, this summer? Yeah, it's, it's it's all going really good. It's um yeah, the the newer stuff I think has a little more energy, it's a little more rock. Um so so it's, you know, more fun to play live even in in, in my mind and oh, cool. um and um and yeah, it's, it's it's been really good. Uh and then Warp Tour will certainly be doing at least, you know, a song or two off the new album, you know, just like like you said with 35 minutes that's roughly you know seven songs uh right and with and with five albums you know it's gonna be but, but we'll we'll definitely i would i would imagine do like two songs off the new stuff and then you know a bunch of old stuff as well and everything in between um but uh yeah it's it's been it's been really good we're we're, we're happy that you know each album we've put out has kind of just kept us you know moving on track and and kept us 
doing what we're doing um, and, and, you know, still out here able to do play these shows and everything, which is just truly incredible. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're very happy. We're, we're, we feel very lucky. Awesome, man. Well, that's great. And, uh, yeah, and ha- well, happy uh, if I don't see you on your 30th. And I might fly out. You never know. Uh, but yeah, if I don't see on. if I don't see you, uh, happy thirtieth birthday. Hope you have a great yeah, tour. Um, and uh, thanks for, thanks for taking the time uh, to talk to me. Uh, I always leave whenever I talk to somebody. I always leave them with a tune just in case you know people that haven't checked out your stuff. Uh, you know can. So do you have a song that you'd like to uh, all the people to hear? I'll play it right now. Okay, sure. How about uh, off of our newest album? It's called Black Lines. Uh, the song is called Until You're Big Enough. That's one of my favorites on the album. All right, here it is. Until You're Big Enough on Lead Singer Syndrome. Hey, thanks a lot, Derek. Yeah, thank you, Shane. I appreciate it, man. Troubled you the blues take a walk in those shoes see how they fit for a while I can bend it's all pretend it's just fake till you mean it one day you'll mean it for real
So I checked on July 11th, Derek's birthday, and the tour is going to be in Scranton. Not exactly a party hotspot. However, we did do Silvertooth there last year, so some good times to be had in Scranton. Up next, our final guest of the day. Here's Andy Leo of Crown the Empire. Hey, man, how you doing? Good, dude. How are you? I am fantastic. Nice, man. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yeah, definitely. Sweet, man. Sweet, man. I'm, I'm stoked to talk to you. Thanks for doing this. Um, I know you guys are, are busy. You guys are gearing up for, for a tour with Issues. Does that start today? Yeah. Actually, today's the first day. Um, I'm in the bus right now in San Francisco looking out at a couple of crazy homeless guys. Oh, yeah. Well, that's San Francisco for you. It's great. You know what? This guy had a full-on machete. Whoa. Uh, yeah. You know, like it was actual, it was like a sword almost. I was impressed, but he was just swinging it around the bus. Uh, but we got security to kind of escort him away. But yeah, I'm excited. First day of tour. <laughs> what venue are you guys at there? Um, you know what? I have no idea. We've never played here before. We were supposed to be here on a, the Mice and Men tour okay. on the last run, but our bus broke down just before. So oh. this is our first time in the city. Damn. Oh, really? Ever? Yeah, that is so crazy, man. San Francisco, it's like one of the major markets like in America, you know, like that's nuts. Yeah, cool. yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. California, you know, it's nothing to complain about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm in, I'm actually in your home state right now. I'm in Texas. Oh, no um, way. Yeah, but I'm in Lubbock, Texas. So, uh, you know, oh, uh, <laughs> fun stuff. yeah, oops. No, we uh, we're uh, going out to the, uh, the So Wet Festival tomorrow. So, uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, man. No, no. Things things are good. I'm glad to hear things are going well with you. It's funny you mentioned your your bus breaking down. I remember uh, we did warp tour with you guys in like 2013. Yep, that was your first warp tour, right? Yeah, definitely. And you guys had that RV that had like your band name stenciled on it, and yeah, was that uh, the same the, one that was broke our, down? Our vocalist dad, yeah, our vocalist dad's like, oh, I'll customize it for you guys. Don't worry about it. Nice. And uh, yeah, fix it up for us, you know. <laughs> it, got, yeah, it, it got you from point A to point B, though, right? Definitely. Little like you know, it, it had its little things. Uh, our AC unit on the on the top of the bus got ripped off oh, on that you, tour. Did you guys hit like a highway overpass or whatever? You know what? It was a big cable, a low-hanging cable, and oh. our driver just, I guess, was just freestyling it, and we were sitting in the front, and all of a sudden, the sunshine's just coming, like, hitting me in the face from the roof. That's so fucked. Like, that, Oh, it was bad. Yeah. He you're... started crying, like, before we even started talking to him, but, yeah. yeah, that was a blast. Oh, my God, yeah. You guys are lucky that nothing, like, fell in on anybody or whatever, you know? Like, Oh, yeah. Jeez, man. Oh, well, it was a nightmare. Yeah, well, hey, well, I mean, I know it's only been, that was only three years ago now, but you guys are on the entire Warped Tour this year. Um, you guys are on the Monster Stage, and I'm sure you guys are doing this in a, a proper bus. So uh, Yeah, yeah. Yep, so really a little cool. bit safer. Uh, are you guys looking forward to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Warped Tour was, you know, 2013 was like a surreal experience for us. Uh, you know, uh, up until that point, our, our only ambition, because we didn't really have a scope of what, the music industry was and so warp tour was like every as a fan uh every kid's dream and so <laughs> from that to you know at least we made it we were missing like a week of shows but we're out here right um and to finally like oh this is this is my job now i can wake up and and do this comfortably it's uh 
it's an amazing experience. That's now. cool. That's really cool that you mention it being like your dream, like growing up and stuff. Um, I guess you attended a lot of warp tours, like as a fan. Do you remember your first yeah. uh, your first one that you attended? Uh, you know what? It was actually a festival in Dallas. I believe it was a. Uh, um, I want to say I'm Silent Night, but the the second year around there were just like a a ton of bands. I think um, Census Fail was like one of the ones I was really excited to see. Uh, I think I did remember was there. It was the first time I'd seen like a, a Mice and Men. Um, but yeah, you know we we were fans of bands. You know my first concert I didn't I didn't start going to shows until I was in uh, in high school. You know I guess my mom just didn't trust me or didn't want me oh, to go right. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was my little way of rebelling. Finally um, going out to those shows and uh, the year just before. Uh, we attended Warped Tour as a band, you know, just like as, you know, fans. Crazy, yeah. No, I was just talking to um, to Aaron from Real Big Fish, and uh, I oh, actually sick. saw his band, Real Big Fish, play on Warped Tour in 1997 when I was 16. No shit. Yeah, when I was 16. That's crazy. So, we were, yeah, we were just talking about talking about that and how, uh, <laughs> and, you know, how, like, Warped Tour has changed so much and, and, and everything. Um, but it's, it is really cool, like, for me now, you know, um, we've done Warp Tour like six times, but I remember the first time we pulled into Warp Tour and I was like, whoa, like I've attended this every year and now we're playing and it was just like the coolest, coolest experience. So I love to hear that, that, so that, cool. that for you, you know, it's like, it really is like kind of the living the dream, um, you know, until it's like August and you're like, fuck this. I can't wait to go home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, are you guys, um, sure. you guys prepared for that? You guys, um, what do you guys do on Warp Tour to kind of like, you know, ease the the pain of the heat and, uh, you know, just just the the stress on your body and everything. You guys have anything you guys do specifically? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, Warp Tour the best time for us is just to get on a good schedule because you know the crazy the set times are different every day, and we you know we were the guys who would be able to sleep until two and like not worry about it most of the time. So. You know, having to get on a schedule was a good idea. We actually did a, like we started working out. We did the eight weeks of insanity, which oh yeah, which looking back was like the most ripped we've ever been as a band. Shanti's uh, my boy. He's the he's the best. <laughs> you know, he's giving, I've been so pumped with Shanti. Come on, y'all, Let's go! <laughs> like every day. Nice. Um, yeah. So good for you that guys. was a good thing. Yeah, yeah, getting in a schedule, getting in a routine, I think is just the easiest to make sure everybody's healthy too. You know, everybody. Uh, that first warp tour, I'm sure you've you've seen us walking around just shit housed, just you know yeah, barbecuing you, it up you guys and everything looked, like that. You guys look pretty dejected, kind of like collectively. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be yeah. honest, yeah, like uh, like your tour manager. Um, uh, Was it Dustin at the time? Yeah, Jenkins? Dustin. Dustin. Sorry. Yeah, I remember talking to Dustin a few times and him just being like, "Yep, here we are." Like <laughs> it's just yeah. very, you know. And then cycle yeah. forward to when he was with Memphis Mayfire and he's like walking around with a smile on his face and, uh, you know, maybe yeah. he, maybe he, maybe he figured something out. But yeah, no. But you bring up a good that's point a good. about about the schedule and that that's like talk. I'm talking to all these singers, you know, about Warp Tour and, and that really is the hardest thing about singing. Uh, is not having that routine where like you could get up in the morning and you could have to be on be on stage like at eleven fifteen, or you could have mm-hmm. all day to wait around and not be on stage till like you know eight thirty. So is that is that hard on on you as a singer to to kind of do that, or, or do you cope pretty well with with the change of uh, of times? Well, uh, me personally, I have a I have a, I'm really sensitive to like the climate changes in cities. Okay, um, yeah, like you know, dryness. Yesterday and... we we had a. Yeah, definitely. And it's noticeable. You know, we played New Mexico yesterday and Texas is just like, you know, low and flat, you know, pretty humid for the most part, like not a problem. 
first show we had like a warm-up show on the way here um in new mexico and it just destroyed me i was out of breath i was wheezing like my voice sounded like really coarse and it's something that like a lot of people don't have to worry about which i'm amazed by people like i've seen people just wake up and go right Um, oh i can't do that for me you know i can't it's impossible no chance you know i always have to be really hydrated you know drink a lot of water um and do do everything necessary to make sure uh we started using like this nasal spray dave and i um, oh yeah or like a like a it was a you put like a salt packet or something inside of it and you squirt it in your nose and it comes out is it a neti yeah a neti pot yeah yeah it was a game changer i had no idea so oh yeah um just making sure you get that kind of stuff the more the basics in you're just kind of subject to whatever you know if you're in the desert you're gonna feel it no matter what so yeah that's, that's best prepare yourself that's another interesting thing about your band i mean you guys have two singers um, yeah. Do you ever feel like you kind of have like a bit of a, I don't want to say partner in crime, but you have somebody you can like kind of bounce your frustration off and be like, oh, my throat hurts today or it's dry or there's altitude oh. or whatever. So like you yeah. and David really like you're able to talk about that stuff and kind of feel like yeah. you're not alone because I feel like I'm yeah. like super alone, like no one understands. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, before David had to explain it to him, you know, when we were in the high school and we, we were just getting started, they're just like, dude, just stop being a bitch and play the songs. I was like, we played the song 30 times in a row. We only have one song. Like, and they're <laughs> yeah. just like, dude, just play it. Just play it. So yeah, but Dave. Obviously, Dave and I can. Uh, we're the ones that can whine about it all day together. Um, right. <laughs> but it's also great to be like, "Hey, do you need this? Do you need this?" Um, just helping each other out. So it's it's definitely it definitely helps for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like, also about you guys is, um, you know, you used to be kind of the singer screamer guy, and now it's almost like you're you've kind of given yourself the job as the clean singer, and David's more the screamer. Um, right. Was that was that like by design, or was that a decision kind of for preservation of your voice uh, like were you having issues or, or how did that all kind of come into come about yeah initially um i think we were like 18 when we had done all of the we recorded our first ep where i was doing all of it and yeah honestly there, there was no technique there was no um you know consistency at all with with what i was doing i had no idea uh the singing you know i had done like choir in high school like one year of choir so i i got the gist of it but uh I would. Know, I definitely noticed that you know two shows in, in a row, and like all of a sudden couldn't talk, and so you know we didn't yeah. want to be a band that you know. Oh my god, they were so their album's so good, but holy shit, they were awful live. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know, there's just you know it was. It started off as that, and then uh, you know, Dave. We it was more of a dynamic change later. You know, we've we've become more of a melodic band over time, and you know we we've been able to provide different you know cool dynamics. Dave's got like. If if I'm like the singer, the clean, the like the heart, then Dave's like the the rugged, the the balls of it, you know. Right. Yeah. And it's cool to 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 try and you know, to, to bring these in together, and uh, yeah, it just kind of over time changed like that. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think it gives, it gives you guys a great dynamic live too. Like it keeps it interesting, and uh, yeah, seeing you guys run around with each other is cool. So yeah, I back Thanks it, man. You. I back it, man. So you guys have a new record uh, coming out this summer. Is that right? Yeah, is yeah, it coming out on tour. the tour? Do you guys have yep. a name? Do you guys have a name for it yet? Um, you know what? We're we've thrown around a few, but it looks like uh, it's going to be called Mercury. Mercury, cool. That's a great yeah. planet, man. Close to the sun, very hot. Yeah, small. Yeah. Also, it's uh, <laughs> it's ahead. uh, like the harmful metal. You know, it's like fun to play with, but it it can kill you. Okay, is that kind of yeah. like the basis? Of, is that kind of the meaning of the the title? Yeah, I think it was just it was just yeah the main kind of idea. Very cool, very cool. And yeah. when when can we expect that to uh, 
Do you have a release date? Um, I do not. I actually have no idea. I feel like everybody else knows the plan, and I'm just like, you know, just go for it. Dude, that's... <laughs> but uh, that's I lead, know Summer for sure. That's lead singer syndrome right there, man. That's like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, let it, we'll let Andy Leo do his own thing, and, uh, yeah. and you yeah. know, and we'll, we'll take care of it. <laughs> Definitely. It's like, when the fuck do we get ice cream sort of situation? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I've never heard it put so eloquently. Yeah. Um, I also want to ask you a little bit about your relationship with your fans, because... I think it's really cool. Like I see you on Twitter and, you know, you're, you know, you, you like respond to all the fans and you're, you're very open with them. And I think I saw you tweet the other day that, you know, you had your first show back and the band's playing in one key and you and David are singing in another, you know, oh, yeah. like, like <laughs> freestyle vocals, right. freestyle vocals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like you, you got, you're kind of willing to put yourself out there and just like be really honest about it and be like, Hey, like, I don't want to scream anymore because I feel like I can't do my best in that role. And now you're like very open about like, Hey, we had not the best show, you know? And, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff is, is really rare to see, you know, people don't really want to admit fault and admit that. So how does that, like, is that just your personality that comes through and, and kind of mm -hmm. something that you put out there or, or. Yeah. It's always just kind of been, it's kind of just been like our personality coming through. You know, we, we've never been a band to really take ourselves that seriously, you know? Uh -huh. And uh, I think when we first got started, it really changed our experience and our perception of what, you know, bands really were. You know, we, we had looked up to a lot of bands that, you know, now we, you know, we, uh, you know, we were fans of and that we now have toured with and uh, have played shows with. And so, you know, coming into it, it's like these guys like, oh, shit, like we were listening to these guys and we're hanging out with them and seeing like they were just as pissed off. Like a lot of times, you know, we got cool guyed by a lot of people that we were legitimate fans of. I remember uh, oh, yeah. uh, certain people like talking shit to us on Twitter. That was like completely blown away. I was like, I was listening to your album like a week ago. And, you know, it's, it's crazy to see how seriously people kind of take themselves and how this kind of, in our little music world right now, just kind of created its own bubble and was kind of afraid to let newer people in. And so, you know, when I get the chance to meet younger bands or new bands coming up, I'm like, I'll, I'll happily go out and introduce myself and, you know, Absolutely, trying to man. listen to them and stuff like that and you know it's i think it you know it, it it doesn't have to be all that serious you know that when ego gets in the way of the of what you're actually doing it's like going out there making music playing music for fun you know and a career but i you know it's just it's just the way that i think i look at things i think it's a great way to look at it and but i mean you guys still like you guys take you guys have like a sort of like a you know an image and you know you guys care about that side of your band too and you know you're trying yeah, to put together you know serious albums with like you know i know that a lot of your albums have like a story element to them you know like yeah. con like conceptual themes and stuff so that's important you know you're never going to yeah. be a be a you're not going to do a joke song you know what i mean right, so right. so there's like there's that that um i, I hesitate to wor use the word duality but there's a little bit about of a duality between like your personality is not taking yourself so serious and then your albums which are like very serious super yeah yeah you know? so so yeah, yeah. I, I just i think that that's cool and and i uh but i just wonder if that's something that you ever struggle with like you know oh which which side of the coin am i gonna be on today you know oh yeah you know what that, that's something that we've actually had to kind of bring up as a band is you know uh we are we do put ourselves out there like that and we can't be like making fart jokes on stage or anything you know it, right, it's right. kind of hard you know you have to put yourself in the mindset and what we finally kind of understood is you know you are what you put out there you know, and, you know, maybe that's something I should work on, too, and not be, like, so 
you know, maybe I should try and be cooler. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, man. Like, there's, like, a lot of the mystery is gone, you know, from, yeah. from what it was like, you know, back before there was social media, you know, and you Definitely. didn't know, you didn't know what a guy's, like, dog, fucking dog was called, you know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. <laughs> things like that are, are, like, out there now, and everyone's posting pictures, and I think it's fine, but it definitely does change the way, you know, perceptions of people and and in a way it brings people down. It brings, you know, you as lead singer of a of a big band down to like a fan's level more where you make it more relatable. But right. also you become like less mysterious and, you know, and you don't have have that like mystique, which, you know, some people have have maintained like. You know, somebody like Jesse Lacey from Brand New is still has that mystery to him. You know, oh yeah. Um, you know, so there's there's still people that do it, and and I always wonder if that's something people do on purpose or if that's just people's personality. And and I I don't know if I'll ever really know. <laughs> yeah, the internet's so weird, man. The internet is a weird place. Yeah, dude, it certainly is. Uh, yeah, man, I, I won't take up too much of your time. I know you're very busy starting out this tour. You're out with issues right now. Um, yep. tell the people, uh, where they they can find you. Cause I know this is going to air next week and, uh, uh, you know, I want people to come check you out, out on tour. So tell tell uh, the people about the tour. Yeah. Um, monster, monster outbreak tour with issues. It's been a long time coming. Um, it's our first time really going to do a U.S. tour with them. So be sure to catch us, you know, full U.S. and, uh, check out our albums. It's out on iTunes. Um, and we have some very new stuff coming out. We're super excited about you. You got a new uh, single that's going to drop soon or are you waiting uh, uh, closer to work? Yeah. You know what? We do have one coming out on this tour. I think uh, we've been pushing for it, um, and we're actually playing a new song on this tour as well. Nice, awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make sure everybody listening to this checks it out. Um, Andy, thanks, man. Um, I always play music on my podcast. Do you have any request? Uh, uh, a song I can play? A Crown the Empire song? You want the people to hear? Um, yeah, let's do uh, Prisoners of War. Prisoners of War. Here it is on Lead Singer Syndrome. Thank you so much, Andy. Thanks for having me, Shane.
And that wraps up the Warp Tour special. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, if you missed the first episode, go check it out. It's up now. And make sure you have tickets for Warp Tour. It's a great lineup from top to bottom. It is awesome. I'm sad that Silverstein can't play. I mean, we can't play it every year. So I'm sure we'll do it again at some point. Some of the best memories of my entire life were on the Vans Warp Tour. I want to thank Kevin Lyman for helping me out with this, as well as everyone at Jabberjaw Media, Mike Mowry, Nick Bunda. Uh, make sure you guys check out jabberjawmedia.com too. There, if you guys like podcasts, if you're new to the podcast format and you want to hear people talk about music, check out jabberjawmedia.com because they have so many, so many great shows. And lastly, make sure you're subscribed. Next week, I will be back with an all new episode. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. This is Shane. Peace and love. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.